It's the Nashville Predators versus Dallas Stars. Take three. The third game of the season between these two. What do the Preds need to do to get a win tonight? Plus, takes from a hat. We got takes on jerseys, potential trades, issues at Bridgeton Arena, and much more on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys, and we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at The Hockey News. Also want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's show, it is Friday edition of Takes from a Hat. Uh, we got some good takes this week, maybe about some jerseys, potentially about some potential trades. UC Saros's name might be mentioned in one of mine, and, uh, and much, much more. First, though, uh, let's eat our meat and potatoes before we get to our chocolate cake. Predators versus Dallas Stars tonight in Dallas. Take three between these two teams. We, of course, are going to pleasantly ignore what happened the first time these two teams played. Uh, Predators got the big win earlier, or I guess I should say over the weekend or last, whatever it wound up Recently. Yeah, recently Recently. uh, came back with a 4-3 win uh, that felt really good at the time, and then the Anaheim game happened, and now we're all in kinds of disarray at the moment. Um, Anne, how do you see tonight's game going for the Nashville Predators? You know what's so funny is they've played Dallas really well in both outings. Of course, lost the first one. We're not going to talk about that. Won Mm -hmm. the second one on the road in Dallas. The Predators have actually been pretty good on the road. Dallas is not an easy place to go in and get a win. But I'm with you. Here's the hitch and the giddy up. This Anaheim Ducks game. That game was just an absolute dumpster fire for the Nashville Predators. And while they went into the last Dallas game off of kind of another one of those dumpster fire losses and were able to bounce back, you do have to kind of ask yourself, at what point is the inconsistency going to catch up with them? Are they really going to be able to mentally rebound? Are they going to be able to execute the way that they need to execute to beat Dallas again in Dallas after just such a poor showing against Anaheim. So I'm not really sure what to expect. We know they can beat Dallas if they play very, very well, but can they play very, very well again? There's so much inconsistency. The ups and downs make it really, really hard to predict. What are we going to see on the ice tonight from the Nashville Predators? And you know Dallas is going to be ready for it. Dallas is not going to want 
the predators to come in and beat them again on home ice. So I think tonight is going to be probably the toughest matchup for the Nashville Predators. They're really going to have to figure some things out. It's one of the most important games, I think, for the Nashville Predators because, look, the you got the win against Dallas last week, and that was really cool. Yay, go, go Preds. Uh, but, you know, b- before that and the Ducks game after that, they have been playing some really sort of iffy hockey. And, you know, you just got hit in the mouth uh, on your home ice against the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, you sense the frustration for the players. You sense, you know, as Gustav Nyquist said, pissed off. Like the press oh, yeah. were pissed off about the way they've been playing. How do they respond? That is the critical question. Yeah. You know, are they going to come out with some jump? Are they going to come out and play their you know, best hockey we've seen all season. Are they going to get an early advantage over the Dallas stars who uh, have won two in a row again, uh, both against Minnesota won the wonderful Jesper Wallstead game. Oh, God bless that I, poor child. I'm so uh, mad about that for him. <laughs> yeah. John Hines experience folks. Um, you know, and, and so this is, if the predators come out and sort of play lackluster again, um, not just in the Stars game, but tomorrow uh, when they take on the Islanders at yeah. home, then I think you really have to start looking into, okay, we need to go ahead and maybe accelerate the time frame in which we're going to shuffle the deck a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. These two games this weekend, this back-to-back, I really feel like is kind of a must-win test for the Nashville Predators. Uh, you've got Seattle who is, you know, they're on what, I think an eight game win streak, you know, they're playing very, very well. You've got Edmonton. I think they're also on a win streak here. You know, you've got teams that are peaking kind of in the middle of the season while Nashville is still going back and forth from really good performance to absolute disappointing game. And this is the time where Nashville has to kind of be able to put together two solid 60 minute games against two playoff caliber teams. If they really want to be taken seriously as a team who could be in the postseason, So these two games are huge for the predators. Huge. Somehow still a wild card spot. And what is this? What is happening? Yeah. It's just every time we think there's like a team that's like, Oh, here comes Minnesota. Here comes Edmonton. They sort of fall off the face of the earth and the predators just kind of stay right there by default. (laughs) Here's a here's a question for you, Anne. Mm-hmm. So starting tonight, the Predators have 10 games left before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Seven of those games are on the road, including uh, seven of the next nine. Yeah. Is that a good thing for the Nashville Predators at this point, based on how they've played at home? Yeah. Is it good for them just to go out and break the routine a little bit? Yes. And I hate to say that that's not something that you want to say um, when it comes to playing at home versus playing on the road. But right now, for whatever reason, I think the Predators rise to the challenge a little bit better against a better teams. They play better against better teams. But I also think they 
find a little something extra in hostile territory. And I don't think that that's probably any sort of conscious thing by any stretch of the imagination, but for whatever reason, the Nashville Predators are a really, really good road team right now. And if what it takes through this stretch to the all-star break is for them to get wins is to be on the road, bon voyage, my friends, because you've got to get these wins. It's just such an interesting phenomenon, especially with the reputation that Bridgestone Arena has had in the past about being a really difficult place to play. It's just not been that for whatever reason. And maybe it's something that they can sort of work out through these, you know, this stretch of travel. Maybe they can figure out what it is in, in maybe this will help them find some consistency if they're out on the road. I don't know. Yeah. My it's... question, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, um, I have a question for you about these two games. And, and I'm very curious to hear what your answer is on this. Okay. When you look at the game against Dallas and then, you know, home game against the Islanders, who is your starting goaltender in each of those games? Hmm. Do you go Lankanen tonight? On the road and give Saro. Well, actually, no. I, I take that back. Saros at, at at home has kind of been a little bit of an issue. I would change it up. I would Me give too. UC Saros a start tonight on the road. Give he's got two days rest. Give him a chance to kind of, I, I guess, settle himself a little bit and give Kevin Lincoln in the start at home tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting that we really have to pause and think through who gets the start against Dallas tonight. Lankanen had a really good game against Dallas. Yeah. You know, um, so you you know that he's maybe up to it. But again, it's like you almost, it's strange to think that you kind of have to manage decisions based on what is best for UC Saros mentally as much yeah. as physically, which is something that normally the Predators don't have to factor in as much. He has fallen down again to a sub 900 save percentage, 899 this season. That is unheard of. Remember, this was a guy that was 919 a season ago and route to, you know, stopping 50 out of 52 shots on goal uh, every night. This is a guy that was, I think, third in the NHL in save percentage just a couple of years ago. We're not used to seeing this kind of season from UC Saros. Um, and granted, uh, you know, what happened to Anaheim, three of those goals were right. complete flukes. Yes. Um, you know, another one was, you know, an excellent shot. Oh yeah. And, you know, yeah. the third was on a breakaway. So, you know, it's one of those where it's like, okay, you know, what do you want him to do in those situations? So, you know, obviously like Saros does need to step up. We've talked about that, but also uh, the Preds can't be given up all those high danger sort of a plus fluky kind of plays that they did against Anaheim. And it'll be interesting to see if, you know, maybe he gets a game without those, then we'll maybe be able to determine, okay, is this just a rough stretch for UC Saros or, should we be concerned about them? Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see. Really need whoever is in goal tonight to have a, a strong game. And, and I'm with you. I would like to see UC Saros get it and come out and, and really have a good performance against ooh, a Dallas team that's got 
it's got plenty of going for it offensively. So it's going to be yeah. a, it's going to be a big game tonight. Yeah, they need to do a couple of things that uh, switch some things out. Yeah. Uh, 7 o'clock puck drop? 7 o'clock puck drop tonight. Uh, I'm not sure what time Dallas usually starts their games, but 7 o'clock puck drop tonight. Um, it is MLK Day on Monday, so I won't be here. So whenever we're back, we will, right. have a, we will have a recap uh, of that show. In the meantime... Let's get to some takes from a hat, shall we? We'll have uh, some good takes, juicy takes on things like uh, maybe UC Saros's future with the Nashville Predators, some other trades, uh, problems at Bridgestone Arena, and much, much more coming up here on the show. First, though, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. We are at the halfway point of the Nashville Predators season. Seems like we just started. Uh, it, it the last two weeks or any indication it can't get to one hundred percent through any sooner. Uh, but regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jason Robertson will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. For instance, is Philip Forsberg going to score tonight? Is Tyler Sagan going to have at least two shots on goal? Uh, will UC Saros or Kevin Lincoln and who's ever in goal have more or less than 25 saves? These are all the types of bets that you can win big on by using Sleeper. To win that 100 times bet we were talking about, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. Again, you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply again that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability all right and it's friday so let's get to some takes from a hat uh, this is a segment we just completely ripped straight from whose line is it anyway. In this hat, we have a variety of uh, topics of, regarding the Nashville Predators or the NHL in general. Uh, and we will draw them from a hat and then have a short little conversation about those topics. And All right. Let's see what we got here, Ann. Let's see if we, if we go juicy or fun. Let me trade UC Saros. Okay, here's here's juicy. Okay. True or false? Oh no. The on-ice product is the biggest reason the environment at Bridgestone Arena has gone a bit stale. I'm not, I'm not saying the only reason. I'm saying okay. the biggest, biggest reason. reason. You know what is so funny? Um I don't know how to answer that. Um, that's not so that, how takes from a hat works. I know that's so sucky. Um, I am going to say true, but let me explain. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is the inconsistency. I, I think in general, I think 
if the predators were consistent, even if they were consistently not as good as they have been, I think you would have um, a little bit more enthusiasm in Bridgestone Arena because I think this is a fan base that has embraced and understood what Barry Trotz said about, you know, you're going to take some steps back to take some steps forward. I think that the on ice product with young, exciting players um, has a lot of potential to generate grace and enthusiasm from the fan base. I think some of the veterans, the addition of like Ryan O'Reilly has really made it a good on ice product. The problem is when you go to Bridgestone arena, you don't know what you're going to get. And I think if there was more consistency, I think there would probably be more enthusiasm, maybe a little bit more grace from the fan base, but you don't know if you were going to go and see a really amazing performance by the Nashville Predators, or you're going to see an Anaheim Ducks game. And I think that up and down exhausts the fan base. It's purely speculative. It's one of those things because, and we mentioned this, you know, uh, on our show the other day, Um, the Predators team and the Predators fan base, especially at Bridgetown Arena, have always kind of been one in the same, mm-hmm. you know, the predators, you know, the home crowd has always been rough and rowdy because the predators team was rough and outy, rough and mm-hmm. rowdy. You know, they would throw massive hits. There'd be all kinds of fights. There'd be this, you know, this sort of defensive, you know, high energy hockey. Didn't matter if we had, you know, back in the days of, you know, when, you know, Paul Correa was tearing up defenses. It didn't matter if it was just Shea Weber and, you know, Ryan Suter and Pekka Rene versus the world. You know, the fans showed up and sort of willed the team to these, you know, big landmark wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels like that sort of, there's been a little bit of a disconnect uh, between the fans and the Preds this year. And, you know, it's just, I do think the on ice product, uh, to get to the point, I, I do think the on ice product is the biggest reason because I think if you give the fans something to cheer for, then they'll show up and cheer. If you play an exciting brand of hockey, if you start getting some big wins over these big teams, they're going to show up and cheer. Yeah. And, and that hasn't happened. I mean, look, the Calgary Flames game, the the Anaheim Ducks game, the, the game's over pretty much by the the time you sit down and order your snacks. Like what's, what's the point in getting into that? If you're just getting reamed in the first 30 minutes of the game every single night. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think regardless necessarily of the outcome, I think if you have a game with some big hits, if you have a game with some um, finishes by Philip Forsberg, if you have a game where young players like Novak or Evangelista make a big play, I think the fan base is willing to get into it. I just don't know that they've given the fan base enough consistently to do that. So it's been really interesting to watch things at Bridgestone Arena. And hopefully, I mean, you got 41 games to kind of turn that around. And and it's a little bit on the fans. And and I think it is a a part of the on-ice product as well. So it'll be interesting to see what is Bridgestone Arena going to look like at game 80. You know, we'll have to see. Yeah, that a lot of that will depend on where the Preds are in the standings yeah. and how they're playing at that particular moment. Yeah. Um, do you think we, you know what, let's let's go to break and then okay. let's come back and have uh, some quick rapid fire ones. So more takes from a hat coming up in just a sec. 
First, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Jace Medical. Friends, I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life. But just for a minute, let's talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. You know, I will tell you, having just been sick, I can't imagine feeling so helpless as if the pharmacy didn't have the medications that I needed earlier in this week. But that doesn't have to be an issue because of Jace Medical. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among other things. And these are things that can happen to any of us at any time. So you wanna get your hands on the Jace case. Go and visit jacemedical.com. You can complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. All right, Dan, let's get to some more takes from a hat, shall we? Uh, right. Drop one on me. Let's go rapid right. fire through some of these. Which young Nashville predator or predator prospect is most likely to be a future all-star? Prospect, like, not necessarily on the team right now. Right. Prospect, or even if there's somebody on the team now that you're like, you know what, future all-star right there. Who would, who would you say is the one? If I had to pick now, I would say... Well, you know what? I'm going to go sort of a wild card on this. I'm going to go Zachary LaRue. I like that. Because pick. I think he's got a little bit of Brad Marchand in him where he's just like this little, you know, kind of energetic gets under anybody's skin, um, you know, big hits, like everybody kind of wants to get at him, but he's shown, I think, especially this season in Milwaukee that there is some scoring touch there as well you know he can play that brand of hockey but still play you know in a, in a top six role and get some goals and you know he you know he's a physical guy but i think he he plays you know the way andrew brunette wants to play which is this you know strong forechecking yeah. sort of you know quick on a skate kind of style of play and yeah i'm, I'm gonna go zachary larue i put, love put, that put him in the top six put him with you know some skill guys and I think he's, you know, can be that Brad Marchand type guy. Yeah, I love that pick. Yeah, I think Zachary LaRue, I know that his reputation is kind of that uh, Brad Marchand-ish thing, but he really has some speed and he's got a lot of offensive upside to him too. I would probably say, I think the obvious one for me is uh, Askarov. I think that this is a guy that's going to grow Fair. into that. Um, Spencer Stastny. Spencer Stastny. The only thing with Spencer Stastny is, is his scoring. Like, yeah. is, do you see him as like a like a Roman Yossi type score or even like a Ryan Ellis, like 40, 50 point a year guy? I don't necessarily see him having that scoring, but I see him as being such a good defensive defenseman that that's how he he does it. I, I don't know okay. that he is going to need, you know, Kale McCarr stats. Yeah, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry to do this to you, Anne. No, don't make me trade him. If. Oh, Lord. If 
UC Saros is traded, which team would you want to see him go to? Like, just just take, like, return, fit, anything out of the question. What team would you love to see him play for? Edmonton. Really? I would want to see him play for Edmonton because I think if they got Saros, I think that I really think that they could win it all and Saros deserves that. And friends, so does Matias Ekholm. So True. for me, yeah. it would be it would be Edmonton. I think um, I mean, my gosh, can you imagine? Yeah. Um, the Where only other thing is if he sucks, way. if he sucks at Edmonton, boy, that that he would not media is gonna that media is gonna tear him apart. If he yeah. was playing, if he had this year in Edmonton, like he'd be oh, front and center in the NHL thing. Um, the only the the one I thought of was New Jersey. Just because I thought uh, you know what I was going to say, backstop like a really fun young up and coming team. Yeah, I, that was my other. That was my other one was New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, that wasn't that bad, Anne. I know. All right. Um, what is your favorite hockey related website and why? Penaltyboxradio.com. Uh, there's some great content. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a great cast of writers. Come and on now. Content producers every day. Uh, I heard, um, you know, the hockey news isn't that bad either. So, you know, those those are the two I would recommend everybody go check out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you have any other ones that you visit that you're like, this is what I, this is a go-to for me for information. I mean, like or, the stuff I use yeah. to research people like cat yeah. friendly or, you know, yeah. evolving hockey or natural stat trick. Yeah. Um, I love like the like historical features on like hockey reference just because I'm a big history guy. Yeah. Um hockey podcasts, you know, other than this one, of course, you know, Puck Soup, Too, Too Many Men. Um, yeah. those are like maybe like my two go-to for podcasts, but that's like I'm not like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's mostly like Twitter and you know, <laughs> pulling stuff for stats. I don't know if it's yeah. like I don't know if it's like 2003 behind uh, like where, where you're just spending hours out of your laptop, like searching websites and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like natural stat trick. I also like hockey viz because it's, it's um, hockey viz. It's very uh, visual. Like they have a lot of visual things where I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see a list of numbers. Show me a picture that will make more sense to me. So I don't know. I just thought it would be interesting for people to hear like, Hey, where, where do we look for stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. But first, start with penaltyboxradio.com. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, we just kind of did something similar to that. All right. Here we go. Yes. All right. If you could take one old Nashville Predators jersey, mm-hmm. like, you know, that they wore back in the day, Mm-hmm. And add it to the team's current full-time jersey rotation. Which one yeah. would you choose? I loved, and I think I'm going to get it right where it's from. I think it was the Winter Classic that had it spelled out Nashville Predators. Yeah, the, the white one. Person, the white one. I loved that. I know it was very, very simple. I loved that jersey. Love I did it. too. So for me, that one for sure. Uh, I have that. It's not in my background today, but it's occasionally in in the background of this shot. Um, the Smashville one from the from the outdoor game has like slowly grown on me yeah. a little bit too. Like it the, has. 
the the navy with like kind of like the golden helmets like that has grown on me um if you're gonna do like one from the past you know i, I don't know how this would fit in the current scheme but i i am maybe in the minority here but i love those all blue with like black trim alternate mm -hmm. jerseys that the predators used to wear came very close to making that the full-time jersey really? uh, before new ownership stepped in and said nah we're gonna go with gold here i so many people really want an all navy look so i mean well i mean not? that's their that's their og look from way back yeah. in the day i mean the gold yeah. is awesome uh it seems like the preds aren't really leaning into navy that much like even yeah. their um their retro jerseys their reverse retro they've both been their current gold yeah so yeah they uh, don't do much with the navy which is a shame yeah uh, it seems like we're we're not going back to navy and i think we have time for one more all right which nhl team or teams would you not be surprised to see bring Corey perry back oh boy uh I'm trying to think of teams like that need some depth mm -hmm. that need, oh. But you got to need depth real bad for Edmonton. Like, does he go back to like Tampa, like a place where he has been before and maybe a slightly better reputation than he'd had in Chicago? Um, you know, like. To, like the Rangers are another team that might be up there. Yeah. I don't know. For, for me, maybe this sets up like a return to Tampa. That's Tampa's a really a, Tampa's a team that yeah. maybe needs some bottom line depth right now. They lost Perry. They lost Alex Kalorn. And, you know, maybe if he's playing on a contract, that's absolutely nothing. Like yeah. Tampa would be like, you know what? We, we liked him in the locker room. He knows some guys. That's 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 a very that's a really good thought. I, I wonder if he will end up somewhere where people have a history with him already. I don't know. I don't know that many teams are going to want to going to want to take that I, on. It's I think there's a lot of a lot of teams not touching that with a 10 foot pole. Right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Yeah, uh, let's just throw in the Philadelphia Flyers, too, just because <laughs> just for good measure. Why oh not? God um yeah that that's gonna be an interesting storyline to watch yeah. please don't let that be the topic of a future nashville predators theme. oh my podcast. gosh oh y'all yeah. i will lose my jesus <laughs> yeah uh yeah nashville predators take on the dallas stars tonight tomorrow night at bridgestone arena they'll take on the new york islanders a big weekend with a lot of implications uh we'll have a breakdown on our first new episode of next week for those of you tuning in, thanks for making us your first listen of the day. And thank you for tuning into Lockdown Predators every day this week. We'll be back with all new episodes next week. We'll see you then.